Welcome to the Cross the Line Podcast. My name is Carlos Smith, and today's episode is sponsored by Charlene's Home Cooking, 1136, it's Blackstock Road, in North South Carolina. Charlene's Home Cooking is a family restaurant that cooks like grandma with fresh veggies and meats cooked to order. You can do a meat with two sides, a meat with three sides, or a veggie plate along with sweet tea, Kool-Aid, and lemonade. Cakes, pies, and cobbler are also available for dessert. She wants you to feel at home anytime you visit, so make sure you stop by on Monday, Thursday, or Saturday from 11 to 6, and Friday and Sunday from 11 to 7. Everything is fresh and from the heart, and she would love for you to visit sometime. So thank you, Miss Charlene, for sponsoring this episode of the Cross the Line podcast once again. And if y'all, I know y'all travel a lot, so if y'all are ever in, in South Carolina, in Spomber, South Carolina, make sure y'all go check Miss Charlene out. Absolutely. Sounds oh, yeah. good. Oh, yeah, it is. She, she'll treat you like family, like she always does us. So to, to today, allow me to introduce our very special guest, entrepreneurs, um, authors, they do a lot of things, um, very inspiring. Um, today we have Ms. Janae Fennel, Jaya Fennel, Jace Fennel, and Merle Fennel. How are y'all? Good. That's good. And did I say the last name right? Fennel. Okay, I said Fennel. <laughs> Fennel. Sorry about that. But y'all doing all right today? Incredible, incredible, That's incredible. That's good. Thank, I appreciate y'all for taking the time. I know y'all travel a lot, so this was perfect timing since y'all were down in the area. I said we had to figure out a way to get y'all on the podcast so we can hear your story and, and promote your books and everything that you guys are doing because I think it's absolutely great what you're doing with your children. So I absolutely commend you for that because it's very inspiring. So kind of starting out, tell us how long have you guys been doing writing the books? Hmm. You want to go? Jace will go. So it all started when I was nine years old in the third grade. I wrote my first book, Journey Through Hawaii with Jace. And the reason I wrote my book was because every time it was like reading time in class, I saw that most of my classmates really didn't enjoy it and they were like, uh, and they were tired of it. They were ready to get past it and go to recess and everything. <laughs> and another reason was I realized that a lot of kids don't travel as much as we do. And I was going to Hawaii when I was in first grade, when I was like seven or six. So that made me really want to educate kids on both sides of those reasons. So I came out with my first book, Journey Through Hawaii with Jace, and that's my goal, to educate children. All right. Jaya Murrow, y'all want to add to it? When did y'all start writing? So we're 12 now, too, so that was, it's been three years. So three years? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Mary, you want to go next? Yeah, so I kind of just, like, since my big brother, you know, I kind of copied off of him. So it was like I was inspired by him. So I wanted to write my own book. And I got the help from my mom, and she helped me write my first book. Thank you, Texas with Merle. Okay. And then my, um, I have two books. Okay. So one is Princess Drive Safe from the Fairy Tale, and it teaches character traits. Because when I was in school, I was, and when I was, what, well, seventh grade, I was awarded the um, citizenship award out of okay. the whole grade. So I wanted to teach kids character traits and how they could do better in school or activities or whatever they're doing. And then my other book, Jennifer and Ojai, is the same thing as my brother's book in the series. Um, it has a twist at the bottom, and it's everything, like all the places you can do in Atlanta and, um, like, restaurants, activities, stuff. Absolutely. Now, um, all the stories that you guys write, are the are they based on places that you've already traveled, or where do y'all get the inspiration for your stories? Yeah, they're all based on places that we've already been to. So we go to the places and we write down our experiences there and we want to share with the reader. Hmm. 
Now, Janae, I, I read on Delaware Online, it said that you, it was a time where when you, I think you were in college and your professor asked where you guys went to and you heard all the other students saying that they went to all these different locations, fancy places on vacation. I think you only went to Disneyland, or mm -hmm. Disneyland, Disney World. Mm -hmm. And um, was that kind of why you you came, had this approach to where you wanted your children to have these different experiences as well? Absolutely. So with me being in the college setting and I was not able to relate to my peers by ex describing their experiences that they had with travel, um, I definitely wanted my children to be those peers and stand up and say that they've been to these places once they get to college, if they go to college. Right. Now, where, where are y'all originally from? If you're so originally we're from Delaware. Okay. Um, we lived in Delaware. Well, I've lived in Delaware my entire life. And as an adult, I moved away for opportunity to Atlanta. And we currently live in D.C. And we lived in Maryland for a little bit. Okay. And how, how often do you guys travel? Is it something that you do every month or every just once So a it kind of started out. I'm a school teacher and I've been teaching okay. for 11 years. Next year will be my 12th year. And it began initially as a summer trip. And I would go, um, we would go on family trips just once a year. And when I became a teacher, we just started going like every break. So it mm -hmm. was Christmas, then it was Thanksgiving, then it was spring break. And it just became a lifestyle for us. So now, like, the kids think it's their normal. They think that everybody goes all these places. They think that, you know, vacation is what people always do. Not saying that others don't. You know, they do. But mm -hmm. a lot of times we go places where you see um, very limited people that look like us. Mm. It's, yeah, this happens a lot. Can, can you guys tell us um, what, what has been y'all favorite place to travel that y'all been to? Well, my favorite place to travel was definitely Hawaii. Why? And I think that was the reason why it was my first book choice. My answer changed all the time, but for right now, it's in Barcelona, Spain. Where? Barcelona, Spain. Barcelona. I've never been there, so that's another <laughs> place I've never been. I would say in Texas because I really like the weather, and that's also why I choose that. So, Janae, why why was it um, important for you to um, to teach your children about entrepreneurship? Mm, freedom. Right. Absolutely. I think that they should be able to go wherever they like, do whatever they want, when they want. And if you have a job, you're kind of restrained from, you know, they want you on a certain schedule. Um, even your income is limited. Like, you can only make whatever they set you at hourly or wage-wise. And... I want my children to be able to create their own destiny. They have gifts, they have talents, they have passion that was given to them at birth, and I want them to utilize it. And just to make a difference, you know, in the world, to mm -hmm. tell everyone, you know, like there are other choices. When people think that going to work is the normal or that's what you have to do, like it's not. You got to think outside the box and want more for yourself and your family. All right, and I think it's important because I, I always say all the time when I talk about it, because I went, I, I went to college, but I felt like after high school, I felt like you just have you're supposed to go mm -hmm. supposed to go to college you high school college and then you go get a job and you right. work somewhere and then find make make good money and then you just stay there for the rest of your life right. and they feel like that's like kind of like the norm that most people follow in life just like the same daily routine but it's great that you you guys broke that cycle was it something that you started at an early age for them or was it something I know you said they start writing the books like three three years ago or so. Mm -hmm. Or was that something like just growing up that you knew instantly that you were going to 
you wanted them to go the entrepreneurial route? Mm, no. So actually, I always had an entrepreneurial spirit myself. So in the seventh grade, like I sold candy. So in the morning, I would go to the local candy store, Ms. Thomas, and I would stock up on Jolly Ranchers, and um, I would have a staff working for me. So mm. like I have my friends, like, look, here, you take this many Jolly Ranchers, at, at the end of the day, you keep this portion, this portion is mine, and re-up the next day, right? Mm. So then it um, moved over to, I started sewing. So I would make garments that people could wear. And I would go around to different hair salons and, and sell my pieces or go to flea markets and sell the pieces that I created myself. And then I went into wholesaling sneakers. And then I went into um, face painting. I became a face painter. And right. So I just knew when I became a face painter, my daughter, she started face painting as well. Mm-hmm. So she's been face painting since she was nine. And one of the reasons why we moved to Atlanta is because we wanted to do celebrity parties and warmer weather. And we came here and we did that. Like she painted for Nene Leakes. She painted for 21 Savage, uh, Ray Jane Carter, Toya Wright. So that's been a cool experience to show her that, you know, these are things that you can do or aspire to be. So when my son came to me and said that he wanted to write books, I'm like, wow, like I'm an entrepreneur. My daughter's an entrepreneur. Here, my older son is an entrepreneur, and then for my baby boy to follow suit, it's just been an incredible experience. Absolutely. Now, as a teacher, what what do you see as, like, the biggest difference between, I know you said at one point they were homeschooled, um, and you being a teacher, like, what do you see as, like, the, the glaring difference in between homeschooling and, and just actually being in the actual school system, like, teaching? So, in my opinion, most schools, they want you to you know, follow suit and have the kids in the classroom and they're at their desk and, you know, you're teaching them. But it's when you have a great experience when you learn, you know. So, like, if you're cooking, like, they don't really have home ec in classes anymore, but actual experience is, is the teacher, which is why we do the travel, you know. So, like, we're not reading about the Leaning Tower of Pisa, we're climbing it. And, you know, that's an experience that you'll never forget. So, with homeschool, like, you don't have the constraints. Like even now, I teach at a Montessori, and that setting is even different because, like, I have an opportunity to kind of think outside of the box and mm-hmm. have the kids do projects and critical thinking. Like, to me, it's really important to use critical thinking skills because when you're in the real world, you're not going to have a choice between A, B, C, and D. Like, Absolutely. you're not going to fill that bubble in. Like, they're going to ask you to re input for your advice. Like, what do you decide to do? Yeah. Everything is about a choice. Yeah, because I was going to say school, I guess. Like, if you read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is one of my favorite books, uh, I know we were talking about sharing different books that we mm-hmm. read. Well, that was one of the books that made me feel like, why did I even go to school? Which I'm thankful that my parents, they had to take out loans for me to go. But like the book was saying, like, school just teaches you to to, to go to school, make good grades, and, and, and be an employer. I mean, be an employee instead of an employer. And it doesn't teach you all the life skills that you need. So that's, that's one of those things that I wish school would do more of, but hopefully, I mean, the way the system is set up, you, like, you never know how that's, how that's going to go. But um, talk to me is something that about also is like you said on the phone, like nocturnal. How, how is that? Because I, I, we haven't had anybody on here that's been nocturnal. <laughs> so how is that? So the kids are creative geniuses and they work best at night. So normally, like during the day, these kids are asleep. Like we literally just woke up <laughs> to come here to this afternoon interview. But at night is when they do their best work. At night is when they're like up. It's strange, but 
if it works for them, you know, hey. So it's kind of like you middle of the night, like two, two, one, two in the morning, you just up and you just stay up all. Uh, yeah, we're up working, chilling, doing whatever. It's probably like the best time too, also because it's just like peaceful. Everybody else, you know, everybody else is kind of sleep. And then during the day, it's kind of like a busy time. But for you guys, like you up and it's not too much going on. So it's kind of like a, I guess, a good thing in mm. a sense. But what are some um other things, that important things that you try to instill in your children? So to me, um, as Jaya was saying about her book with character traits, it is so important for them to be good individuals. Um, it's important for them to be honest, have integrity, be determined, persevere. Like we've had so many obstacles in our lives. If I begin to tell you, you'd be like, what? Y'all went through what? Like you will not believe it. Even mm-hmm. the kids is like, oh my gosh, mama can't believe we went through this. But that just allowed them to grow even more. And to me, in my opinion, it's nothing that my kids can't get through. Right. Mm-hmm. So with them being creative geniuses, um, I even started a program for other moms and other parents who want to bring out the genius in their child. And I can coach the, the mom as well as the, the child, because mm-hmm. to me, it's important for people to follow their passion, because when you follow your passion, it's like, am I really working? Like I get paid for this. Absolutely. So it makes a difference. And like we live life to the fullest. That is our model. And we literally live by it. Like we wake up and whatever we want to do, we make it happen. Like I ask them, you know, we have family discussions. We have um, talks about, well, what are we going to work on next? How can we improve this? Like who's going to do what? And collectively we make it happen. You said something earlier. I had to jot it down because I found it interesting. You said, we talk about children um, going to college. If, if they go, um, what, what made you say um, the if and do you, like talk about that why why you're not going to I guess like force force college on them if they don't want to go talk about it a little bit. Okay, so college I think should be for like certain occupations. Like if you want to be a lawyer, of course you have to go to college. If you want to be a doctor, of course you have to go to mm-hmm. college. But certain occupations don't require you to go to college. Although I do think it's nice to go to college because some people I know have built a lot of um, networking and friendships mm-hmm. or. Even to learn independence, like being on their own and being away from home is a good skill to have as well. But I think that the way Finale Adventures is going and the impact that we are having on families and just on education with reading and traveling and everything that they might not need to go. But, um, Jai, you want to talk about it? How you feel about college? Because she wants to go. You want to go? Experience. Do you have, you have an idea what you wanted to major in if you go, or you just? No, I mean, Merlin, Jess, I know y'all are young, but do you think y'all have an interest in it? Uh, not really, because I feel as though I might be already successful enough with my entrepreneurship by that time that I might not even need it. I might be able to just boost right past it. Absolutely. And focus on my entrepreneurship. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I want to go to the NBA. I think for that, you have to go to college for at least one year. But, you know, hopefully maybe they're going to change this this rule, which they should, where they're going to allow kids to hopefully in the future go out right out of high school. Hopefully we'll see you in the NBA then if they change those rules. But but I'm I'm right there with you when you said that about um, put the if in there. I know a lot of people say when you say that about um, not sending kids to school, they might look at you crazy, but the way things are now, it's like you don't have to go to college to be successful. Right. 
And then I just look at my situation, just going to college, like how much debt did it put me in? Like right. those student loans, because it's it, it's it's rough. Like like it just the strain that it puts on you. Like when I, I remember before I got my loan refinance, I was having to pay. Um, I was still working part time when I just graduated, and six months later they sent me like a five hundred dollar bill, like right out of college. I'm like, so how do you expect somebody? Right, you ain't even ready for that. Yet. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like that debt that it puts you in. So that's why. I'm, for my children, like, I'm not going to enforce it on them. Like, if they want to go, I'm all for it. I'm going to support them. But hopefully we're going to get some some scholarships or something because right, just, right. I don't want them to go through the same thing that I did, having to, you know, take out these loans and having to, to struggle to pay them back because it's it's rough. Like, it's something I don't wish on anybody. Uh-huh. Like, if you, if you can if you can go to school without having to take out those loans, that's, that's, that's the best route to go. But, um. So did, did you did you end up going or did you? Yes. So uh, I went to oh, University of Delaware and I have a bachelor's degree in business management. And then I went to Wilmington University and I have a master's degree in education. And then I went back to Wilmington University and I almost finished my Ph.D. in leadership education. But um, I was taking my kids to class with me because I don't have anyone to watch them. Mm. And then one particular day, like I saw a note, it was like, kids can't come. I'm like, what? Kids can't come. But I kind of felt like the program was like all over the place anyway. And I'm not for that. So I put it on hold. We still came out fine anyway. Though. <laughs> I always tell people now, I'm, I know for a fact I'm done with school. Like, oh, I don't want to go back and get a master. for a free class. Look, look. Nah, I, I ain't going back. I'm, I'm done. Even, even if, like you said, like it's for free. Uh, plus, it's just like that structure of just sitting in there. And just like my mind, if it's not a class that I'm interested in, my mind just wanders off. But I, I do wish we'd have more like stuff about learning about our culture, our right. history. But for like we know why, like they leave a lot of our history uh-huh. out of it, anyway, which we talk about on a lot of our interviews. Like we don't learn about our people, which I, I wish we did more of. But um, I want to talk about some things that's been currently going on right now with um, like the social uh injustice and everything like what do you tell your children because um, we're all of us sitting here people of color and we see how a lot of our people are being treated i mean it's been going on for a long time but what do you tell your children because i also saw that you were protesting on your um instagram but what do you what kind of things do you tell your children about the um protesting and having encounters with police officers so it's kind of funny because the boys and i was having a conversation about what do they think that most people fear right so to me, in my mind, I was thinking like people were afraid of public speaking, right? Most people, they don't want to stand up in front mm-hmm. of a group of people. They get nervous. They sweat. They finagle. Like they just feel uncomfortable, right? So I'm thinking like as a mom, I'm preparing them to avoid the fear that most people have by having them speak, having them do readings, having them be on social media, right? So they won't have to worry about that. So in actuality, with everything going on today, it's kind of like wow, it's, it's the fear of even being black, right? So just to me, knowledge is important. So having them aware of the situation, um, my kids know everything that goes on. Like I don't keep anything from them and they have access. They all have phones, you know, to the internet and everything. So a lot of times they come and tell me, mom, look, this didn't happen. Or guess what happened there? I'm like, really? Like, wow. So I kind of think that if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Absolutely. So with that being said, It's not going to happen overnight, but I believe it starts at home. Like, you have to teach your children 
um, the golden rule, which is treat people how you want to be treated. You know, African Americans, Caucasians, any other ethnicity. Like if you teach them that in the household, then when they go out, they are going to apply it, and then they won't be prejudiced. But with that being said, you know, I think we need to stand together, and I think it's been really nice how everyone's being unified and getting together because you know a lot of times they say that we can't get together. So it's been really nice to see the unity, but just having them being aware so that way they know when they go out to be cautious, you know, like I want them to come home safe at night. Absolutely. Do y'all have any kind of like fears, like police officers from everything that you see on TV or how do, how do y'all feel about it also? Um, I feel like our community is doing what they need to do to get our point across that Black Lives Matter and everything. But for me, I'm not like really like having a fear of anything that's going on. Right now. Yeah, I was just no fear. Yeah, I'm just gonna agree with you. Well, y'all braver than me, because I know for me, I'm honestly like I I don't want to have an encounter with police officers, which we did have some um couple of interviews we had um after the George Floyd incident. We had we sat down with police officers. And just talking about the entire situation, but I was telling them we it was uh, three African American men. I told them I feel more comfortable with them because they look like me, right. instead of like a no offense like a white officer. But because we don't, we see time and time again is on footage like what happens to us, right. and it's kind of like man. In these situations, even if you get pulled over for speeding for ticket. Nothing. For nothing, anything, or ticket, nothing. Yeah, like you don't know what's gonna happen. Like as soon as you try to reach and get your license registration, whatever. He's automatically thinking that you're a threat for some reason. And then after that, we see they get off the hook or nothing happens. Right. Or we have the cop, we have the protest or, and then all the, the looting and everything starts happening before, before we finally get some change. And it's just like, for me, I'm like, in these situations, I, we're starting to see some change, but it's still for me, I'm like, kind of like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Cause, because we never, you never see, the know. The problem is they never had consequences. So since they didn't have consequences, they can get away with it. Whenever you don't give anyone a consequence, they're going to continue with their behavior. So hopefully, you know, the protesting and the actions of unity standing up and the voting and everything, like stopping and then making them have a consequence, well, to do something. But it's really sad because it's like 2020, really? Like, the it's, things really change? Exactly. And, and a lot of the stuff is still, like, racism, like, People our age shouldn't shouldn't be racist, but that stuff is taught. Like you, clearly, you know it is being taught. It's it's ingrained in a lot of people to have racism, and and it's like, like you said, twenty twenty. This stuff still shouldn't be happening, but we it's like history repeats itself, and we don't correct these mistakes, and we have to have accountability, and that goes all the way up to the White House. Right. It start it starts there, but when you have to me, I, I feel like now it's like. People are more blatantly and open with, with racism now, and maybe a part of that is because of him. Who's because in charge? Who's in charge? And he he lets you know where he stands yeah. on on everything. But that's one of the things I do like because now I know not to deal with him. Like somebody lets you know instead of somebody being a phony and just right. smiling in your face. But clearly, you know how he feels about you. So I mean, that's one of the things I like about it. But it's still like you have to be. Cautious in these situations because of everything that's what's going on right now. Um, got a few more questions and then we'll get ready to wrap it up. For you guys, I want all you guys to chime in. What would y'all say is the uh, hardest part about entrepreneurship? Uh, for me, I would really say like 
public speaking, like my mom said, because it's kind of hard to like go in front of a large crowd and then talk about your book. But if, if it's your passion, then it really like doesn't affect you that much since it's my passion to write books. Also, people underestimating me. So, I know because we're kids, like people think, oh, they probably can't do this or they probably can't do that. But we can, and people are surprised that we have a book. Or you're like, oh, I write books. And we're like, okay. And we show them, we're like, oh. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And then I even like talking about the face paint. How when you used to go to the parties? Oh, when I was younger. My mom would show up with me I'm the face painter and I'd be like, oh, this is who you're bringing? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, a child. <laughs> and then I would do the face and I'd be like, oh, never mind. <laughs> you underestimate, like you said. For me, uh, I would say also public speaking because I like to stay myself and they like, she likes to talk to people. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like that. But as he said, um, that is still my passion though, and I enjoy doing it. I agree with you because your mom, like when we when we talk, we we talked a little <laughs> bit about. She's very friendly now. I, I love her conversation. Like we we talked about the podcast a little bit and some some things that we're trying to uh, make happen with the interview and everything. But after that, we were just sharing um, different things about books we read and different stuff like that. So she's very talking. She does. I know you don't fear. Um, Public I do. Speaking. You do? It's nervous. I do get nervous. I was, I was getting ready to ask, what would you say is your biggest fear? Because you have a very friendly personality. Like you, when we were outside, you just welcome those hugs and everything. <laughs> would you say that's your biggest fear, or you have any other type mm, of? Fear? I, don't, I don't have fear. So to me, I like to face fears though. So if I'm afraid of anything, like I have to do it just to alleviate the fear. Oh. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like like my mind and my thinking, and everything is just. In another dimension, it's just on another level, and it's I have so much peace and joy in my life. is It's unexplainable. Absolutely. But as far as entrepreneurship goes, um, I would say marketing, like you know, just getting the word out there. Because I think Fennel Adventure should be a household name. Like we should be the book should be in every school, it should mm-hmm. be in churches, it should be like everywhere. So I don't know. Just is it is it easier for y'all to market in school since y'all have books and you can share them with your friends, or how how, how do they look at y'all when y'all well, sometimes they say, like, oh, you write books, that's cool, but sometimes... Then they go look them up. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> they it's, Google them. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. Because, like, <laughs> every time they bring it up, and it's, it's like you get tired. They be shy, bashful. But there's nothing wrong with it. At least they let you know you're doing something right. Right. They, they talk about you. Is it easy for y'all when y'all do y'all try to share y'all books? What do they say to y'all? Your friends say to y'all when y'all <laughs> they like the team. Their team Oh, you write books by their like laughing stuff. That's just a different mindset. Yeah. Right. No, nothing to be ashamed of, I promise you. I, I wish when I was younger, like I, I knew more about entrepreneurship. Like I didn't really hear about entrepreneurship until really like Late college, because when I got to school, I was just like, I wanted to go have a good time anyway when I got to college. So I wanted to be the life for the party. But but entrepreneurship is something they did something else they don't teach in school that yeah. they, they absolutely need to. But it's absolutely nothing wrong with with being different, man. I I mean, I was 
had I been, if I could start over, I would start at y'all's age, even younger than that, and 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 we do entrepreneurship. Right, and now you got time. You got time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I wish I would have did this, this, and this. Y'all are ahead of me. I, I'm I'm working on a couple of books now, but y'all are already already there. So even parents, which is why I think like it's important. So to me, I kind of feel like, what if I had a parent that was like pulling out the genius in me or pulling out my talents and passions in me? Like, where would I be? Like, I have got to this point like on my own. But since mm-hmm. I know how important and valuable it is, I begin to pull it out of my children early on, you know, mm-hmm. so that way they will be ahead of the game. Exactly. Because this is what I was saying. It's kind of like we re- repeat that cycle because like growing up, we just see our parents just get up and go to work, work. and pay bills. And right. then we, we see the same thing. We think that's how life is supposed to be. Just get up and go work and pay bills. And it's like, I'm just trying to break that cycle pretty much. So that's why it's so important, like you're saying, to like instill entrepreneurship in them early at a, at a young age. Um, as far as this pandemic, what would y'all, everybody here at the table say, what was the biggest lesson you learned from like this pandemic? Um, a lesson that I learned is it, it's definitely brought me like closer to my family. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's, Definitely taught me to love my family. Oh, we love you. (laughs) (laughs) I would say, um, be more appreciative of the things like going outside at the time, like when everything was completely cool. Like, you're like, I would think of things like, oh, I remember walking down the street. Like, now I can't even do that. Just like the little things. So now, like, when you do them now, um, well, I'm just more appreciative of the time that I would say technology isn't everything in like school. It's more fun now because it's like technology isn't everything. So it's not always fun to have like be on your phone and stuff. You kind of miss school now. Y'all miss school? Y'all ready to go back? No. Oh, you were. So come on. <laughs> I was. <but> I was. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, we never had anything like this when we were right. growing up. Man. We always went to school. Like, we barely, only time we had half days was like holidays or something. We never had uh, anything like that. But, Ms. Janae, what, what would you say was the biggest lesson you learned from this pandemic? Um, I would say managing my time. So, normally, like, we're working on a bunch of projects and then I have to work and then we're traveling. So, it's like, you don't really have time to focus on, you know, projects intensively but i've been able to do that because during the pandemic i created the program of um, how to unleash the genius out of your child so i had that up and i've been marketing that so that's been nice but just um being with my kids but like i enjoy being with my kids you know it's so funny because a lot of people are like when is school gonna open back up or Mm -hmm. or teachers i appreciate you so much more now that's true That was the hard part, just being a teacher and having patience because mine, they attention span is just short. Right. I'm like, man, I know how mine are. I can only imagine when you have a room full of kids, right. like those different personalities. I, I commend y'all for what y'all do. Y'all definitely deserve a raise. It's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's rough. But but for me, I, I like we made a video recently, and one thing I said was like the biggest thing I learned just like, just kind of like I appreciate it, just the chance to like be still for that moment yeah. and just get a chance to rest because so every day it's like we're always getting up and going yeah. somewhere and like like you say it makes you appreciate your family and everything that you do have so just that chance to um 
just stay still for for that little moment in time. And it helped me save some money too. Right, 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 right. Like right. I, I was looking rough because I, I couldn't get a hat. Amazon, who was ordering Amazon back? <laughs> oh really? But it was just took a lot of stuff. Like I, I was ordering books, but it was like it was taking them a little while to get there. But that was the only thing. But I tried to save money, especially on haircuts. Um, and say I was looking. I almost had an afro. Calvin, uh, <laughs> he saw me at work, man. I, I, but it was nothing I could do. But but it was just that chance to just finally like rest. Not have to like work so much. Right. Um, we haven't been doing a whole lot of interviews as of late because of the virus and everything. But we still try to put some content out for people to pay attention to watch. But um, it was just one of those things, like you said, makes you appreciate family. Um, some people fell out with their family, just staying staying with them so long or whatever. Um, but for me, it was just that chance to like just enjoy everybody, um, everybody that was around me. Um, a few more questions. Any other future business endeavors that y'all have? Um, yeah, we're all we're all working on some projects now, but we're, we're going to be doing a Kickstarter pretty soon, so we can raise some money, so we can get more animations. Mm -hmm. Like on our YouTube right now, we have um, some animations and we have some stories posted, but we want to post longer animations based off our life. So those will be coming out once we get the Kickstarter fully funded. And uh, more books coming out. So we want the Kickstarter to raise money because Jace is going to write Journey Through the Midwest with Jace. And Jaya's going to write Journey Through DMV with Jaya. And Merle's going to write Journey Through Orlando with Merle. And I'm going to write Live Life to the Fullest, which is our family motto. So working on getting that Kickstarter okay. going. Oh, so y'all also had, I forgot it was the books. You had... um. The animation series. The animation series. And also, y'all do a podcast too, podcast. right? Oh, yeah. Got to uh, make sure y'all plug all of that <laughs> in. I forgot to. Uh, so, who, who does the. Because um, I watched one of the videos. Who does the animation? Is that something y'all create? Yeah, so it's someone on our team that works with us, and we just tell them what we want to envision, and they make it happen with us. Awesome. But we do um, animations for people too, actually. So, uh, we can publish books for people. So, we got like a whole line of things that we can do. Awesome. I love that, man. Just they, like you said, it's something different. I'm, I'm actually gonna make sure my kids tune in too. Oh, I appreciate that. We don't, we don't see a lot of our kids. Um, of course, like making books. Um, we, of course, we absolutely need to get all of our people to read more. Right. Period. Just in general, but um, having your own animation series—that's something that's, that's, that's dope, man. It is. It, it is. Like what? Like who can say that? Like I was on the phone having a conversation with some with someone once. And I was like, hey, did you see our family animation? And they was like, well, why you sound like that? I'm like, okay, hold up. Excuse me. Small mind, small mind. Let's refocus. Let's talk about how many people you know who have an animation. Oh, okay. Like, really? That's something exactly. that people don't do. Exactly. That's why I was like, man, I I, I love what y'all do, man. I appreciate like, it. Like, we, we don't see that many of our people um, doing these type of things. And it's, like I said, we just... Positive. Exactly. Positive. Inspirational. Like, like, we're just so used to... arguing, fussing, fighting. Like, no. We changing yep. the whole narrative. Exactly. And, and, I, and I hate it. And I'm not trying to knock our people, but I don't know where how it is where y'all stay, but where we stay at, like, we're just so used to working for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And it's not like thinking outside the box and creating our own opportunities and for our people, like, we we just we get, I guess we're just so used to like get a job and make decent money, and we just stay there. It's not that's how it is where we're at. And if we had another guy on, he said the same thing. Like he was actually from Atlanta, and and he said if you told somebody you were going going to work, they would just look at you like, what you you got a job? You work for somebody else? It's just like a different mindset. Right. And I think we just need to 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 get out of that mindset. Um, 
one more question. Um, your future goals that you guys have. I know we said those endeavors, but what would you say was like your ultimate goal? Mm, my ultimate goal is like tell me what you want to be. Oh, I want to be an actor. One girl, <laughs> but another ultimate goal is like like my mom. She constantly says we're gonna be millionaires. And she told me the same thing. <laughs> yep, yep, I believe. Yep. So yeah, those are my. Goals. Always to be successful with um, love, happiness, just being, being happy. Like I said before, my mom made me to go to the NBA. NBA. Mm-hmm. Jace, who's your um, favorite actor? And then I'm going to come back to Murrow by his favorite play. <laughs> oh. um, I really don't have a favorite actor. Got a favorite movie? Yeah. Coraline. But well, that's like it. <laughs> it's animation. What's up? Yeah, animation, animation. <laughs> you know, back and forth. Every line mm-hmm. problem. I think for me, my favorite character is Kyrie. Kyrie. You know what's crazy? I, I've told a few people this, but me and Kyrie, we have um, the same exact birthday, same year, March 23rd, 1992. Oh, wow. And for some reason, some people will tell me, they're like, man, you look like Kyrie. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. that. I hear it all the time. Like I was randomly at the grocery store one day, and uh, I got in my car, and, uh, and, crazy. and the guy was waving me down. And he said, "Man, you know," he said, "You know, you look like Kyrie Irving." I said, "Yeah, man, I, I hear it all the time for some reason." I don't think so, but then, but then it was just so it's so weird that we had the same exact birthday. And then you look like look. Wow. Well, I don't think so, but people say that. But I, I found it out because I, one of my internships, we um, when I was covering the Hornets. Uh, we went to the game when Kyrie was in Cleveland. He played for Cleveland. They came to Charlotte, and they would give us like a stat sheet, and uh, it it'll give you his numbers. We went to school late, his birthday, yeah. year and all that oh, stuff. Oh wow! So that's how I found. Yeah, I was like, you looked man, at it, it was like, yeah, I was like, dang, that's crazy. I know. And then right after that, I used to hear people say all the time, man, you know, you like Kyrie Irving, even if I went to the gym or. Yeah. Like the store or something. That's the first thing. And then y'all came in here and, and said the same thing. I look wow. like Kyrie Irving. We drove. We drove to Boston because he wanted to see him play. Oh really? So we saw him play against the Lakers. Kyrie, that's a he's a that's a bad dude, man. But my all time favorite player, y'all probably don't remember him too much, is Kobe. I mean, he passed away now, but that was my all time all time favorite player. I don't think I asked you, but what what was what did you say your favorite place to travel to was? So they're also different and unique. Um, I guess I would have to agree with Jaya and say Barcelona, Spain. Spain. Like just being immersed into a different culture altogether, like the language and the food and everything about it. It's pretty cool. I got to get brave enough to travel. Like I mean, not travel. I, I like to travel, just fly. That's what I meant to say. Uh, I've never been on a plane yet. So anywhere I've been, I had to um, to drive. I'm, I'm, I'm scared to get on a plane I'm or something. Yeah. That's that's what I've always heard people would say, like, you know, it, it's really not that bad. Um, just when you when you up in the air, just my got my friend Ben told me he's like, man, like when you get on a plane, just when you look just look down and say, just look at how small those like anything that you worry about, like look how small those issues were. It's like it's not really nothing. It's like you'll be fine. Just get on a plane. That's one of my favorite people to talk to also. But I want to thank you guys. Um 
We have some books here. Those are the books. So these are the books. Yeah. Um, Please hold them up and promote them. We we definitely want to promote everything Jaya, you guys have. Jaya, Jess, Jess, Merle, Merle, me. How long does it actually take you guys to, to write these books? Is it a long, strenuous process, or is it kind of... It's kind of easy. Easy? Kind of fast. Absolutely. And where, where can, what's the website? Oh, oh hold okay. on. He wants you to hold them up so people, so everybody can see them. And make sure we get the... Uh, and tell everybody the website one more time. So the website is Spinell Adventures. Um, F as in Frank. E-N-N-E-L-L Adventures.com Instagram is Spinella Ventures. YouTube is Spinella Ventures. Facebook is Spinella Ventures. Uh, Twitter is Spinell Book. And then I think I got a LinkedIn, Spinella Ventures. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys. One more thing I forgot to do. I knew I was going to ask you this. Um, we all, like I said, I love to read. For people that like to read, um, give us some more of your books that you think people should, should check out before we get out of here. Mm. Some great reads because the one you gave me, the Go Giver, was a, a excellent read. Right. So the Alchemist is one of my top favorite books. That's pretty cool. It gives life lessons along the way of the journey and just similar to life. How life is. And then I also love the Forty Rules of Love. Forty Rules of Love. Yes. So good. So good. So good. All right. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate what you guys. The secret. secret. Uh, well, you didn't like the secret? I do, but I mean, if you talk about in order. No particular order, but I, I, I had a secret, too. I, I like it. Um, I mean, we believe that. We can manifest everything we want. Absolutely. We are absolute, we're here right now because of two, all the choices that we've made. Absolutely, 100%. Um, so I, I want to thank you guys again. I appreciate you. I admire what y'all are doing. Um, don't be discouraged, like you said, when people you tell people you have books and they say, uh, they says, um, don't get discouraged, man, because that's part of that is kids being kids, you know. Right. They, I mean, they, it's something they didn't grow up seeing and they're not used to it. It's something out of the norm. But um, I, I admire you guys. Um, I, I appreciate you guys for taking the time. Um, and I hope you guys have a safe travel back. Um, do y'all have anything else y'all want to say before we get out of here? We headed to, we headed to Missouri. Headed to Missouri. And we're going to drive off to Indiana. Oh man. And we're going to drive down to Kentucky. So it's a, you got to do a lot of, a lot of traveling, a lot of traveling, man. I got to, I got to hit up some more destinations as well. But I want to thank you guys once again. I know I keep saying it over and over. I appreciate it. Keep up the great work. Thank, thank you, you for, so much. Oh, absolutely. Thank you all for joining me. Um, Thank you for being an inspiration. All of y'all for being an inspiration. As I said, um, we need to see more of our people doing the things that y'all are doing. It's definitely inspiration to me. So um, thank you all again. Hopefully everybody enjoyed this episode. Until next time, keep chasing your dreams. This is the Cross the Line Podcast. Thank you for listening.